Perfect Psycho Insane. My name is Emerson, and I thank you for joining me on this podcast. I want to let you know we discuss all things regarding mental health, both positive and negative, and that may include some triggering or activating thoughts. On this podcast, I speak openly and freely about my depression, my manias, and everything in between, and that may be triggering for some, if not all of you. I invite you to take a moment and reflect if you are in the space to hear what I have to say without it triggering or activating a thought process in your head that may not be safe for you. Your safety is a priority to me. I invite you to listen. I invite you to share. I invite you to stay. Thank you for joining me. This is Perfect Psycho Insane. Hey everybody, it's Emerson. It has been a few weeks since I recorded solo. And I sit here today heartbroken. For those that have heard previous episodes, you got to meet my child, Crackhead. Cracky, as they are affectionately called. Cracky is in pain right now. And Cracky is suffering right now. Cracky is in crisis right now. So in turn, Mama is suffering and in pain right now. Or my baby. It doesn't matter if they're 16 or 30 or 50. They will always be my baby. I will always feel their pain and it will be imprinted on my heart and soul. Their pain is due to a misunderstanding with their now former friend group. Apparently forgiveness isn't an option for her former acquaintances. Apparently Cracky's a little dramatic. Says the children who've been into mental institutions and who are challenging everybody to be kind to them, but they can't be kind to my child. I will be honest and let you know I have zero compassion for these children and what they've done to my child. My child is now homebound in schooling because panic attacks at the mere thought of being in the same room as them are there. Full-on panic attacks the hyperventilating, the inability to breathe, your whole body tingling, poised on flight or flight, flight or flight, excuse me, and poised on the brink of blacking out from all of this. My mama heart is weeping right now. What do I do? How do I help them? I would take this pain in a heartbeat. I've been in similar situations. I've had, air quotes, friends ostracize me and make my life hell. And to this day, I would take it again to spare my child. Instead, my child is suffering. 
and their home. So I'm talking soft because I don't want to add to their stress and I don't want to add to their pain. They deserve to heal. They deserve to thrive and survive. They deserve the best of the best. And these little fucking dipshits didn't do that. So yeah, mama's angry too. Mama's safe space for all of your friends is no longer safe for them. They don't deserve it. They don't. When you ask someone to hold a safe space for you, you're asking them to hold that safe space. In return, you should be holding a safe space for them, correct? Compassion in turn, kindness breeds kindness. Well, that's not what happened. My child had a lapse in judgment, said a few things out of turn, not making them innocent. They said some things they shouldn't have said, but they didn't deserve what happened to them. Nobody wants to talk to them. Out of a friend group of 20 some kids, and I'm not gonna characterize them with nicknames or kindness. They're shitheads, they're little punks. And right now, my safe space is for my child. I have locked up all medications, including Tylenol and Tums because the ideations were there. And it wasn't just this vague, I want to die. It was, I want to die and this is how I'm gonna die. And that involved medication. Yeah, that's heavy. What do you do when your trauma from 16 comes to your child at 16? How do you heal them? I can't. I would, if I could, I would. Because I have 30 years perspective on this and it's telling me this is a blip on the radar of life. But right now, this is the biggest blip that's ever happened for crackhead. I love my child immeasurably. My child is hurting, so I am hurting. I'm also hurting because I think I fucked up as a mom. In the sense that her new, their new providers, excuse me on the pronoun slip, have stated they think crackhead is autistic and they believe there may be more at play than we know about. And we missed those. The diligent parents missed that. And so maybe I'm not so diligent. Maybe I'm slightly fucked up as a parent too. My child isn't good, so I'm not good. 
I don't know what to say. I've sat in silence. I've sat in the room holding my child when they allow me to hold them. Karaki isn't big on touch as a form of comfort. So I can't comfort them that way. And therefore I can't comfort myself by holding them either. I've never been so scared in my life. I lost a child when I was 20 weeks pregnant. And we were scared that night. But it didn't, the fear didn't last long because I got to the hospital and they put me on the gurney and they took me into labor and delivery and they started looking for my daughter's heartbeat. And it wasn't there. Three med students and a doctor tried. There was no heartbeat. There was nothing to wait on and be scared on. It was just done. And now I'm fighting for another child's life. And what do I do? How do I do this? How do I fight the battles for them? And I know I can't. I can't fight these battles. All I can do is get them to people that can help. Metaphorically catch them when they stumble. So... If you have teens, no, they're not okay. No matter what they do, they're probably not okay. Teens, especially teen girls, I'm finding. Teens are really good at masking. Really good at putting up the facade, especially Teens who have been raised female. Because we're told from a very young age, we have to be all this, do all this, and all the expectations. Expectations that are harder on perceived females. So. Today is not lighthearted or funny. I've got no funny left in me today. My spoons are depleted. And I need to find more because I need them for my kid. It's one thing when you're chronically ill to say, hey, I'm out of spoons to shower and I'm out of spoons to cook or clean. What do you do when you're out of spoons? and you need more spoons to carry the weight. What do you do? How do you cope? What do you do? How do you mom when you're heartbroken like this? The silence feels heavy. But it's almost like a weighted blanket. It's a comforting, silencing weight. Because when I stop recording, I have to go back to mom. 
Gotta go back to finding spoons that aren't mine to steal. Perfect Psycho Insane is the title of an art piece I did. And it may seem unrelated, but perfection's a myth. Psychosis is real. Insanity is real. I don't know how to be anything else but me or anybody else but me. And all I can do is get my child to therapy, to listen, medications, coping skills, talking them through the pain, not letting them know they're not alone. I remember when I was 16, I called my mother up at work and I said, mom, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to be on this earth. It's too much for me. I don't like it here. I don't want to be here anymore. My mother's exact words were, oh my God, you're being dramatic. I'm at work. I don't have time for this bullshit from you. Go take a nap. You'll be better when you wake up. You usually are. Just go take a nap. She never once took me to a psychiatric provider. She never once put me in therapy. She never once asked if I still wanted to commit suicide. She just ignored the problem. Because if you ignore it, it doesn't exist, right? I didn't know how I was going to kill myself at that age. I just knew I didn't want to live the way I was living. It was my first taste of depression. The insidious beast that tells you you're something you're not and you're undeserving of the love you're given. My child is feeling that right now. And I don't know how to help aside from jumping into that trench with them and carrying them when they can't walk anymore or until they can walk again. I'm so scared. All I can do is keep fighting for them and hope that they find they're worthy of fighting for. Their dad is with me on this. Dad is fighting. He's confused because he doesn't feel depression the way I do. So he's doing what dad does in guiding and supporting and loving in the way that dad does, which is pretty fucking amazing, actually. I guess it's just rocky right now. I guess that's just that bump in the road. Although it feels like a trench and a mudslide and an earthquake all at once. I don't know what to say or do. I worry. It's a new, constant. I wanted to air the previous clip as unedited as possible. It is my raw pain dealing with being there for my child as they suffer. 
it's really hard to watch people you love suffer. It's really hard to try to catch someone as they're falling and they're not able to grab a foothold or a handhold. And it's really tough to be the parent watching your child stumble and fall and hurt in a way that you feel viscerally by seeing it. I was recently told by my therapist of all people, he's like, I know you're upset. I know it's heavy. It's like, but why is it so hard? It's hard because no one did it for me, but I'm grateful I get to do it for my child. I'm grateful I get to catch them as they stumble and prevent the fall. I'm grateful I get to be the safety net. And I'm grateful that I get to be the mom that's there, that cares and loves and supports. I just wish I didn't have to be. Wish my husband didn't have to be for him himself either. It's just tough. And I wanted to air that pain because not everything about mental illness is great. Not everything is bad. Some days it's amazing. You're whole and healthy and other days you're stumbling and falling. The previous clip was me stumbling and falling to catch my kid. They are at a pause in crisis right now. Um, they're homebound schooling. Their medications are coming on board. Therapies are going into place. We're just working. My spoons aren't as depleted as they were last week when I recorded that. I seem to have stolen a few over the weekend. The silence still hangs, but it's still like a weighted blanket. It's comforting and heavy. If you or someone you love is in crisis, it is a new definition of pain. Because while it's your own pain, you, at least for me, I know it will end. It will somersault into something else. I'll pass through that patch. That's, for me, bipolar episodes usually are short in frequency and few and far between now. Even when they weren't, I knew it wasn't forever. No matter what I said or did, I knew it wasn't forever. Unless it was me making it permanent. They say everything is a phase. And they usually mean that in the bad, the bad things are just a phase. Well, so are the good things. And we had a good run of good things. And so far we're in the run of bad things right now. 
So like everything, it's just a phase. Just a phase. If you feel you're in a phase similar to what my child is feeling, or you're watching someone you love go through that, please reach out to medical help. There are resources. NAMI is available. 988 on your mobile is available if you're suicidal. We program that into Cracky's phone. Everything is still locked up medication-wise, including the Tums. Because I love my child. And if locking up medications brings them a modicum of peace, then locking them up will do. Cracky still doesn't like touch. It doesn't comfort them the way it comforts me. So my husband has been holding me and smart-mouthing his kid because that's their way of communication. That's their way of saying, yeah, I'm okay, Dad. We're lucky. We have a support system in play. We have a team to support Crackhead, a team to support Mom, a team to support Dad, a team to support the little brother who is giving no measure for when big sibling is in crisis. Little sibling goes, well, you're a shut-in now. Or what did he say the other night? I don't know. Sibling rivalry is still at play, which normalizes everything. It's hard, but it's a day. It's a season. It sucks, but it'll pass until it doesn't suck anymore. I honestly, it's that part of one foot in front of the other. I have a tattoo that says one breath at a time. And that's how we're going is one breath at a time. One deep studying breath at a time. Thanks for tuning in for some pain. I hope you're okay today. Listening is talking And you listening has made me better. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Perfect Psycho Insane. This is Emerson, and I thank you for your time today. I thank you just for being here. Knowing I am not alone is always a comfort to me. I want to invite you to... Use the resources I have available in case your headspace has changed in listening to me. Resources available are the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. They're at 1-800-273-8255. You can find the National Suicide and Crisis Hotline on your mobile phone at 988. Please reach out to NAMI at NAMI.org 
They are the National Alliance on Mental Health, and they are my best resource, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. I hope to see you next week. This is Emerson. I wish you peace, love, and comfort, my friends.